2: their potential accelerated growth and continuing the cycle. In other words, they help people IMAC their life. So if you've got some hidden talent and you're looking for a safe place to express, own, and display your talent, shoot them an email at thebehindthewillmorningshow at gmail.com. If you're an entrepreneur, a small business owner, or know of an entrepreneur, or small business owner looking to advertise in the Behind the Wheel podcast, but weren't certain as to whether or not there was a possibility, we have eliminated all the guesswork. It certainly is a reality. Who's this we you're talking about? You know it's just you. i not, we're going to go with we. We now have, Be going with we? I think we're going to go with we. Let's try. We now have the ability for you to sponsor an episode. How cool is that? Your ad can run pre, mid, or post-roll. Simply visit coffee.com forward slash btw podcast. The details will be in the show notes. That's ko-fi.com forward slash btw podcast. And one of the cool things about coffee.com is it allows supporters of the show to buy me a cup of coffee. You all know I like coffee. So, Shout out to LaToya Shantae, Soul Inspired, Kimberly Hall, and Kim Isaiah. That's why I'm all hyped up on this coffee. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Babyox, baby, old D-Rock, d Living <laughs> Another day, another week, and oh, man, I am still flying high off of this weekend when I tell you. Oh, uh, man, got up early on a Saturday morning, um, drove down to uh, Maryland to spend time with my eldest son and children at his wedding. Damn, man, at his wedding. That is not you getting old, man. But you know what they say? It beats the alternative any day on this side of the lawn is a good. OK, you know, enough of the cliches. You know, I don't like cliches. <laughs> But it was definitely good to get down there. Almost didn't happen um, because of you know life happens and trying to figure out like how I was going to make it down there. You know my 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 little Mini Cooper was on the on the fritz and just was like oh man I, how was I gonna you know be able to get down there? But you know, um, things worked out. You know God God worked it out and. And be like, oh, God works in mysterious ways. You know, he uses people. And so thank God for some people who who made it possible um, for this to to happen. So I was able to get down to to uh, enjoy this memory with my son and his siblings. Yo, and it it, it did my heart good, man. I was like, yo, this is, this is at one point, I'm sitting in the, uh, the, you know, sort of like the second, to, you know, front row in you you know, it's like, I can't, I'm like, this is, it's feel like you were going to cry. So you start doing the blinky blink thing. And I take my glasses off and, you know, like wipe the coal out my eye. At this point of the day, it's the middle of the day. It shouldn't be any coal in my eye, but I was up early to make the drive down there. Made good time. You know, we always want to make good time. Made a couple of pit stops along the way. Um, so when I think about though, uh, this, uh, confront, you know, how you want to be remembered and you start thinking about your mortality and and um, you know, and, and how you want your your children to to view you, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I, this is um, you know, confronting uh, a a a uh, a failure sometimes, and and or, or setback can be um can be devastating, you know, it can it can leave you in a position where you're like, oh man, I don't know. And so this episode here, I've been thinking about doing this episode for some time now uh and you know i had the content already uh put together and you know there's a there's a, a a one of my favorite uh one of my favorite authors at the time uh john c maxwell when i was making the uh the transition from social work into retail management well let me let me i, sh- I should preface this by saying it wasn't a leap from social work directly into retail management but i left um colony south brooklyn houses uh, you know, the dropout prevention program that I worked with in the city. Um, I was, I, I, I took a job and I was making copies at Kinko's overnight, you know, so it wasn't, it wasn't a leap. So it wasn't a big leap. It wasn't like, ah, uh, okay, I could do this, 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 You know, you're making copies. You make, you know, you put, press start, put, put the lid down and go and you're buying stuff and that's what it was doing. So it was cool. And then eventually got into, um, you know, to tr- uh, training and development and manager and training programmed and helped open up a bunch of stores and then finally opened up my own store and was responsible for a number of other stores or whatever. And so what helped me, who helped me make that transition was um, John C. Maxwell, you know, his his leadership books, you know. Um, I haven't heard him say anything about uh, Trump, so yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was one of my favorite authors, not so much now. I haven't purchased anything uh, from him in some time. Doesn't mean that he doesn't, you know, he's not putting out great content, but I'm like, yo, you talk about leadership... You know, I would want to hear him say something about this current, you know, administration and leadership, but he hasn't. So, not that I have found on on the net, but this is not that show. So, when I think about John, one of the quotes that he had was like, "Yo, um, you want to be careful who you share your." It's not even so much a quote; it was just more of a, a statement. Who you share your 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 go up goals with, you know? Um, you share your give up goals, and he, you know, defined them like your give up goal. You want to give up smoking. You want to you want to give up ice cream. You want to give up something. Share that with people because then they will help to hold you accountable. You know, but your go up goals, be very careful who you would, you know, you share that with. And so part of the stuff, I, you know, I was like, OK, yeah, well, you know, all right. So people eh, I just kind of keep it quiet or whatever. But I like to see the, um, you know, seeing a finished product is cool. But I'm always curious about, like, the behind the scenes, how... How does this thing happen? You know, how did they build this? You know, how did they build it? You know, how did they how did they create it? How was it how I okay, I see the finished product, but I'm curious as to, you know, the behind the scenes when they actually did the first one work out, you know, when it before they brought the product to market? You know, how did they actually respond when they when they were confronted with stuff? So, yeah, I'm curious about that. So I put stuff out there, you know, you're going for a goal because I think I want people to be able to to see, hey, if you make it, cool If not, then how do, you, how do you How do you respond? You know, how do I respond? And so, when I think about You know, the, the times that I've said Yeah, I want to try to qualify for Boston And um, And every attempt has been Like, yo, you, you come up blank And You know, you go back to the drawing board And you try again I think my last attempt was Was the worst <laughs> not funny, man. Why are you laughing? It was the worst. I was like, yo, bah. but it puts you in a place, you know, and I joke about, um, I think that's what comedians do. You joke about, uh, things that are painful to you to kind of, you know, deal with it. But, um, postpartum, post-racepartum depression. I think that's a thing though. It is a thing. I believe that, you know, especially you don't have another race lined up and you didn't do as well as you thought. And even if you did do well, I found, you know, if I did well after a race, sometimes I'd feel like, yo, what what's next on the horizon? You know, the whole buildup and the racing and getting re- ready and prepared. And so um, the last one was like, yo, this is like 2018, you know, four hours and 21 minutes, like an hour away from where <sighs> my best time. So I was like, dang, on, man, you are getting worse. boy. You got to we got to rethink this thing. But the half marathon that I did, um, you know, th- th- prior to doing this research and prep for this uh, episode, it let me know, like, yo, you forget about the uh, the victories that you did have. I was at the Baltimore Festival and I was able to spend time with, with my kids there. You know, in the time... It was like, you know one forty two half marathon seven forty nine pesos. It was you know before uh, the the full, but it was like a week before the full. But to be able to spend time with my kids, yo, it was that's like I forgot all about that experience and just just kind of bogged down in this this episode that I'm presenting to you today because you know you have setbacks and you have. Um, Things that kind of like, dag, oh, it can start to weigh on you. So you had this very, this very public um uh setback. It was a failure, you know, setback, failure, whatever you want to call it. And and uh not whatever you want, what am I calling it? You know, how did I view this thing? I didn't even call it anything. I just like, damn, oh, it was ah oh, man. You know, you're trying to do things. So it was I wanted to go across the country to uh, interview about 35 people. In April, I had uh, interviewed a guy, Joel, who took his motorcycle and he rode across country. And that's when I had gotten the idea. I was sitting down in Pacific Cafe, a triathlon shop and interviewed him. I was like, yo, this would be great. You know, I just went through a um, breakup and um, so I was like, yeah, hey, no, there's nothing keeping me here. Let me just, um, yeah, this would be nice. I, and, and it was something I actually wanted to do you know, coming off another failure of a failed attempt of, um, uh, I had applied for PRX, you know, the Google podcaster program and, and didn't get in. So that would be that, that, that was like April, um, in April, 2020. And so it was just like, oh man, in December, um, 2020 didn't get in either. And then, um, in August didn't get in either. So it was just like, one setback after another setback was like okay, you, you kind of keep going, but going through each um, failure, each setback, I learned something new about podcasting. I learned something new about my uh, about myself. Um, but what what I what I and, and looking through this, I realized that I, from April until um, I think it was like January, I had only done I had only recorded. How many episodes did I record? Wrote it down. Um, Eight episodes. I had only recorded eight episodes from April 2019 until January 2020. Eight episodes. Right? Because I was, like, trying to get this uh, unicorn hunting project off the ground. And it was something that I really believed in. Because I believe in stories of ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things within their communities. And it's like, I couldn't understand, like, why? why, 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 why didn't it happen? Oh man, this is, is it me? Is it, what's going on? You know, you start asking yourself questions and, and, um, man, it had me in a, in a, in a horrible Horrible place, man. I was just like, tag on. So I hadn't even I, I hadn't recorded anything. When I, mean, I look at it, I'm like, hmm, tag on. This is this is not a good thing. And what helped me get out of that that place was an interview that I did, and I um, I was preparing to do. I had gotten a um, you know, Don Davis Calhoun. Um Uh, I had had an opportunity to speak to her prior to her passing and was getting set for that interview. And I was like, yo man, you, you're still here. And this setback of not being able to do this podcast of driving from Connecticut across country and back and then interviewing people and running a 5k during the, during the week, during the week, and then doing a, half marathon on the weekends you know as, as as an episode you know just a series of episodes that I would then release once I got back I can drive you know I drive for Uber you know and did Lyft and all of that and so I was like I can drive and I can run I can do 13 miles on a on a, so it seemed doable um, so I was like yeah I could do this let's, let's go why not why not um, get out there and do it you know so you put it out there And then it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. And then I don't talk about it because I'm like ashamed. I'm like defeated. I'm like, tag on. What is, what is going on? Like, but what did I learn through the, um, the process? Mm -hmm. What did I learn through the process? So that's where we're at. Let me queue up the episode so you'll hear some of the behind the scenes in terms of what took place with the vehicles breaking down and uh, talking with the mechanic, trying to get another vehicle situated. And and um, yeah, and then I'll check back in at the end. I hope you enjoy the episode and then we'll wrap up with, with, with some of the lessons and then I'll have some things included in the show notes. Got questions or whatever hold them until the end like this is not a live thing why, why did I even say that right
0: <laughs> let's go the memorial then it's alright can't complain yeah. so I'm trying to figure out where you, who you're talking about yeah. tech order tech think- order
3: I mean, don't be surprised if he tells you the same thing. I mean, you know, I'm almost 100% sure. That is what the... The head gasket went on it. I mean, I would bet on it. I bet my kid on it, but... I mean, <laughs> if you want to get a second opinion, you know...
2: But you're saying you can't... You. you I
3: don't do it. Mm-hmm. No. And I, I wouldn't recommend you doing it. That's a $3,000 job. Yeah, take the fucking motor probably out of that car to do it. Mm-hmm. You know? You want to spend 3000 on something like that? I don't know. It needs converters. You got bad catalytic converters in the car. I told you that, remember? Mm-hmm. It needs a water pump. You're going to have to fix that. The reason why the the reason why the car did that to you, Mr. Oxley, is because the water pump went bad. And you drove it without any antifreeze. Remember I told you I, I put antifreeze in it? Mm-hmm. You know, remember that day I was working on it and the, the fucking water was leaking out of it, the coolant? out of the water pump. I mean, he could do that when, he's gonna have to do that when he does the head gasket. Mm-hmm. If you want him to do the head gasket, you gotta put a water pump in. Or you're gonna be in the same position in a month. Mm-hmm. You know, he's in fact, if, he, if you want him to fix it, he's not gonna do it without putting a water pump in it because he's gotta guarantee the head gasket. He's gonna say, I'm not gonna guarantee this.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, but I need to get an idea of, of, of what it's gonna cost to get, what it's gonna cost to get repaired, or, or well, what, I, or what do I need I, to do
0: because I can't,
3: can't. What you can do, I mean, I could call them and ask them that. Mm-hmm. What a head gasket job will be, if you trust my assessment of the car. Mm-hmm. But then to get it through emissions, you got to go through emissions. You mm-hmm. got to put converters in it. That could be another fifteen hundred bucks or more. You know, so you got these ongoing issues with the car. Sometimes it's just better off to where you just be up to your neck with it.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, and, and you know, to get that thing back on the road, you might go five grand or five grand into anything or take that money and go do something awesome ronnie from main street who's it hey tony how are you hey listen a 2010 cooper clubman this thing needs head gaskets if it does if it needs a head gasket what kind of money is this guy looking like well i understand that you've done these so what happened to him is the water pump leaked on the car right and it kept putting cooling in it and then he broke down on the highway and overheated I can't get it right. that's it that's just six months? ok alright thanks uh, he you know 2600 with 109 3000 for with 85 you know they're all in the same ballpark and all they give you is a six month warranty sometimes you can buy an extended warranty like for 150 bucks they'll give you another year mm-hmm. not on
2: this they don't do that they don't do it so so on the top end, it's like three grand plus eighteen hundred to, yeah. yeah. to,
3: to do the well you figure 1,850, 1,850, and three thousand is what five grand mm-hmm. you know and then you're gonna go, fluids, you know, that's not included. You're gonna go, fluids, you know, shit like that. Anything on the old motor that doesn't look good is gonna have to buy new. Mm-hmm. Let's say the water pump on that motor, should, looks, it's original, you know? we well, you're gonna change it when you got it on the hoist. You're not gonna put the old water pump back in the car, and then three months later, the fucking pump starts leaking, and then you got a $1,500 job to take everything back apart. Mm-hmm. You know, you change everything, oil pan. The oil pan gasket's old You pull the oil pan down Clean everything Put a new gasket Mm -hmm. You know you put it on You put it Everything that needs To be put in the car While it's on the hoist Mm -hmm. You change it Because when you set The motor in You're not If I I did the job Which I won't But If I was doing that You know on this thing Anything that looked old I change Because I don't want you Coming back to me And saying oh well You put the motor in the car Now I got an oil leak Mm -hmm. And then me telling you Well you need an oil pan gasket well stupid why didn't you change it while you had the motor out of, you know before mm-hmm. you put the motor in my car now you have $400 to do the labor mm-hmm. I'm not paying you that so that's why you do everything all at once it just becomes a at that point no additional labor mm-hmm. you know you
2: just swap shit over so I mean what, what, what do you what do you um, what would you do what would I do
3: I wouldn't put the money into the car to be honest with you Mr. Oxley I'd go buy something else I really would
0: you know, I'm giving you my honest That's why I, I asked I wasn't yeah. asking you to give me a, Like yeah. a, a no, fake opinion no, <laughs> no. My
3: Honest opinion You know I mean what I'm going to do now Is just call up And see how much The converters are In that car Because mm-hmm. to get that car State legal You got to change The car- converter Hey Ira 2010 Cooper Clubman Non-turbo See how much a converter is for this thing. Bank one, sensor one, I think it was. Or bank one. I I think it. No, it's a converter. I'm sorry. I think it's the manifold portion of the converter, the front one. It's no good. It's non turbo, it's automatic. It's a two-door. But, like I said, I mean, you're probably be looking at six grand to put this thing together. Is a car worth six grand? To you? Yeah. Or can you go buy something else for six grand? You know, that's a better car. Mm-hmm. You know, That's the decision. I know the motor's no fucking good in that car. I know it is. I mean, I, I, I hate... If you take it down there, Tony looks at it, Uh he's gonna charge you a couple hundred bucks to look at the car. I didn't charge you anything. You know, he's gonna charge you a couple hundred fucking dollars. You
0: know? Okay. The fucking motor is outrageous. What's the matter, dog? Looking at. 3,200 for. Thirty two hundred for a motor that's got um, ninety thousand miles on it or three thousand, no eighty five. That was a hundred and a hundred and nine. So there's a hundred and nine. What's a hundred and nine? A hundred and nine thousand miles. Is that it? Yes, sir. And that's 26? Yeah. The other one's 85,000. You said you're looking at 3,000. Mm-hmm. And
3: he's got one from, the other guy had one for 90,000. Well, that guy wanted 3,200. Okay. Tom's.
0: So eighty-five. That was three. That's three thousand. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I mean, you're saying it, the what's name
3: is. um... You're gonna go sixty-five hundred bucks if you wanted to fix everything in the car. I mean, that's what you what you need to do, Mister Oxley. Honestly. What's that? Look online and see what the car's worth.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You know what I mean? I don't even know if my buddy Tony would call me back. He 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 buys and sells cars all day long.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I can ask him what the fucking and... you can get. You can get a nice, sound-running vehicle, mm-hmm. For the money you're going to dump into that car there, you know. All right. So that's that's my opinion. If you want to bring it down to Tony, you can call the tow truck. Tony said he'll look at it. Mm-hmm. I don't. He's probably going to charge you an hour and a half, sleep, and diagnose it. Even though he fucking pulls the spark plugs out, there's a compression test in terms of, you know, fuck this hmm
0: And
3: he's going to charge a buck and a half to look at it, plus you're going to go 65 bucks for the top. <laughs> Down, you know. All right. So those are, those are your, those are, uh, unfortunately, those are the, def- that's
2: what it is. Huh? You know, there was a lot to consider that went into this decision. And so I wanted to weigh out all my options. And so I listened, you know, do you get, you got to, you know, how much is going to spend the converter and repairs and an engine? We built a TED gasket, go through all that. I was like, you know, bottom line, uh, I think we should, um, should we, do we quit? And that's what you're faced with sometimes when you're, you're trying something. At, at what point do you, do you just cut your losses and do you throw up your hands and give up? Uh, or do you, um, you keep going um, until you've exhausted all your options, and and then you say, you know, well, I, I don't think it's going to work out. So we weren't there yet. Um, but I'm saying I'm just going to throw up my hands and just give up. I wasn't I wasn't about to give up, and I wasn't thinking about you know what are people going to think. I was just like, okay, did I exhaust all my options? Did I try to do the best that I could do? Um, and you know, the answer that came back was no, I didn't. You know. I wasn't at the point where I had to, I was ready to throw up my hands and give up. And as a result of not giving up, I said, okay, we, we get a used car. And so I looked at a couple of um, used minis um, and I came across one in, on Facebook. And the guy who was selling it uh, was a guy, Dr. Bob. We're still friends today. Dr. Bob, um, he, he is a psychologist by trade, retired now, and he has. He repairs the he restores old vehicles, you know, so it was able to, they've got a, a garage here. And so met with him a couple of times and, you know, he sat down and had lunch and coffee and talked about cars and helped him, you know, rearrange his shop or whatever. There's a brewery here in Connecticut, Two Roads Brewery. He knows one of the guys who sits on the, um, a, I think one of the directors or whatever over there. And so, you know, you, you, you develop relationships and relationships to me are more important. Than than resources because if you got good relationships, um, you know that that opens up doors for you. But so it was just, and I, I didn't go looking for a relationship. It was because I didn't give up on um, the idea of going across country. Is what led me to finding uh, Doctor Bob, and we're still in contact today. So I'm on my way to um, to uh, Valero. Where the car was parked And, and shout out to the, the, the guys over there They were able to let the car stay there it Sat there for a while Until I was trying to figure out what I was going to do And decided to buy the car And I spoke to the guy who I was, you know, Dr. Bob And I was like, yo man, you know, how about I give you this vehicle We take something off the uh, the, the price for the uh, the, uh, the car Because I would have to resell it or whatever So I'm like, Do I do I have a place to store it, sell it or whatever Finally decide, you know what Yo, we'll, we'll do do the swap, and so yeah, that worked out. So I'm on my way to Valero, and um, yeah, we'll pick up the conversation from there. So I'm on my way to Valero Auto. This is a gas station to do the repairs uh, to meet Dr. Bob. Dr. Bob is someone I found online. I was looking for a mini replacement for the mini that I was gonna be purchasing and actually to take with me on the unicorn hunting project on the cross-country tour. But uh <clears throat> Yeah the, my the one that I had broke down and I've seen his car online and I'm going over there. So he was able to make a trade with him uh, for part of the Mini, and it's got to get him the title and then figure out getting him some money or what that situation is going to look like. Because I was thinking of using the Mini to uh, at least do Uber Eats, so I'd have some funds coming in while I wait for the Mitsubishi. I don't know what's happening with the Mitsubishi. If that's gonna get repaired or or what, uh, I don't know. I'm gonna to try to remain hopeful and positive and and see what happens from there. Uh, but that's all I got for now. So I'm heading over there to uh, to meet with Dr. Bob. He's gonna give me a drive out to uh, Wallingford. I don't know why he would do that, but hey, um, I'll go. I gotta go find a the title get him the title and then he'll he's already started working on the car i guess he'll find an engine for it he's i don't know what the situation is but hopefully that will that will work out to be a win-win situation
0: that's all i got for now
2: forgotten about the uh, the mitsubishi and not even so much forgotten about it i didn't want to talk about it i was I was ashamed to talk about the uh, Mitsubishi because the Mitsubishi is not is not my vehicle. It wasn't my vehicle, it was my sister's vehicle. But she would let me use the vehicle to um, to do Uber with. Um and then the engine blew on that. And so now I got two cars down if you're keeping track. And so during this time I'm I'm trying to um I hadn't, you know, I'm not maybe something will work out. Maybe something we'll just keep going, we'll just keep going. And and so I'm on my way to, um, to Fear. Um, Fear is a company that Uber has, um, where you can rent a vehicle. So that's, that's what I had determined that I would do. I'd get, you know, i just get the, the rental and use that to, uh, raise some funds and we'll just kind of keep going. Um, funny how the universe works though. I had gotten a, a message from a former guest of the show, Gina Wright. And Gina, you know, set up a um, wanted to know if it would be okay. She set up a GoFundMe page, and you know, to let, to share the mission and vision with people. And my my I I don't like asking people for 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 assistance. I uh, I just just something about it that um, your own personal your pride. Pretty much, you know, if you want to put it in one word, that's that's what it is. Your pride. You don't want to share your vision. Uh, with someone else, because your pride, you feel as though you you've got to do this thing by yourself. But no, one is an island, and you can't do it by yourself. And sometimes you just need um, you need you need you need other people to be able to fulfill your vision. You can't you can't do it all by yourself. Uh, you know, no matter how awesome Steve Jobs is or. You know, you need other people, you need engineers, you need other people, customer service reps, you need construction workers, you need Janet, you need other people to do to assist you in accomplishing your mission. So, yeah, but my pride was like, yeah, I don't don't want to set it up. And and so she set up the the, the thing and then I reached out to Anthony Reed from National Black Marathoners Association. Um, He put me in contact with Ashworth Medals and we were able to get medals for... The um the Unicorn Hunting Project virtual race. Um, this is be- this is pre-COVID, and and then Dedrick, Um, uh, somebody put me in contact with Dedrick from Black Men 1. Um, I think it was Ed Ed Walton. Must have been Ed Walton. Uh, yeah, Ed put me in contact with Dedrick and he put me you know, as far as. Run, sign up. So that's the uh, the 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 platform. So during all of this, you know, you're you're able to establish relationships. And I'm on my way now to Fair. Fair is the company that Uber uses to, as far as like a vehicle rental. And but says, okay, well, I'll do Fair. And I would stop and I would talk to anyone. Uh, about the unicorn hunting project, so I'm on my way to fair. I'm in the vehicle, uh, talking to the uh, to my Uber driver. I think I was eating a, a beef patty in cocoa bread. <laughs> you know, I, I drive for Uber. Oh, you drive for Uber. Yeah, and I was I, I would um sometimes you you pull up sometimes you might see a red SUV. Yeah. In the um and so the the head gasket the engine. The blow? Yeah, I think it blew on it. And so, I was contemplating whether or not to repair it. So, first it was, it was the um, the water pump, the water pump went, replaced oh. the water pump, and then after that, then the then drive. it stopped, and it was like, ah. Uh,
0: What's what your car? It's a, a 2010. Oh, 2010. Yeah, yeah. So that 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 kind of, um, you know, you're expecting, oh, okay, well, yeah. what
2: are you gonna do? You know, it breaks down But that, that was the So I, I was I'm planning this trip To go Across country And do a mini documentary Right? Oh And so I was going to do it In my mini But the mini broke down Oh <laughs> So I'm still planning it It's just, you know you, You're thinking, okay What are you going to do? How is this going to work out? Do you, do you just stop Throw up your hands And and keep going, you know, so it's like, all right, then I'll find, um, I start searching for another, um, start searching for another Mini. Yeah. And so I find a guy that, um, was, was selling one and, uh, able to, to trade what I had. You know, he'll take something off the cost of, of that car and yes. apply it to his car or whatever, and then we'll get on the road. You know, so the whole idea was, you know, I would, you would do the, the Uber to uh you know to generate income. That's right. Kinda hard to do Uber without the vehicle. Yeah. So that that's where I'm at now. So I'm headed out to uh Hartford Take to uh, pick up the vehicle. Uh, so I can start uh back on the road. Okay. Yeah. But anyhow, how's your day, sir?
0: Very good, man. Continue for three quarters. That's, that's a nice Caribbean, is that Jamaican? Yes, sir hmm I figured as much, I had a friend, I think of were two brothers, Overton and Donovan. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. You know somebody else's name is Overton? Yeah. From Jamaica? Mm-hmm. And his brother was Donovan. And I and I have a brother named Donovan too, you know. He's in South Carolina. Hmm. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> You're kidding me or are you serious? I'm dead serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he used to, um, used to, his mother, I forget, his mother used to be a nurse. His mother was not, his mother was a nurse. Oh. And she went to, he went to church in, um, in Brooklyn, Marcy Avenue. Oh. So. Give me one second, can yeah, I yeah, No, this no, go no, ahead, yeah, yeah. Hello, sir, good afternoon.
2: Wow. So now this puts us about June. You know, coming into the uh, the the end of June, July, and we we were scheduled to, uh, you know, gonna be leaving September and October. Uh, initially was the plan, and then come back and just start producing the, the episodes. Um, but that didn't um that, that didn't work out. You know, so I'm, I'm driving along one day. Um in Stanford and I get I get rear-ended in the Alandra. <laughs> I get rear-ended in the Alandra and before they can set up to 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 get me situated with a uh an adjuster, you know, you gotta take pictures and so you know I, I use a bungee cord to wrap down the um keep the trunk down. And so sometimes then I would have, uh, you know, a passenger, I'd have to get outside, they, they've got some luggage or whatever they got to throw in the trunk, I'd get down on the floor, you know, unwrap it from underneath the car, and then put the, <laughs> it was like a big production, but I didn't care, because the, the bottom line was, I wanted to do this this project, I wanted to be able to to finish what I had um, set out to, to, to accomplish. And so I'm going, 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 and I'm like, okay, this, this will be fine. This will work out, you know? Um, and, uh, yeah. So I'm on my way now to, um, to, to, uh, to, uh, find out what's going on with the adjuster. Yeah. You know? Because I'm not getting anywhere with them in terms of like, when are they going to, when are they going to, um, when are they going to get all this worked out? You know, because the vehicle is now, they, they, they claim that they totaled it. Oh. <sighs> Which was just like okay, so now I don't have uh, a vehicle, you know, ready to go yet, you know, I don't have enough funds to like to hit the road. And now I'm trying to deal with with fear. I finally get the, um, you know, we we get the the the, the mini situated, the, uh, the white one that we had gotten that that I have now and had gotten that back on the road. But here's a conversation with with the rep from uh, from Fear.
1: If there has been some type of decision On how much your insurance
2: company has to pay Yes, they need a letter of guarantee They already um, Fair has to send Allstate a letter of guarantee And it's been A couple of weeks now And I'm still waiting I got off the phone, like I said, with them last week Off of a conference call With a rep from Fair and Allstate Um Yeah, and they said they would send them the letter of guarantee and then Allstate would send them a check. Okay, all
1: right. And uh, when was this wreck? When did you get into the wreck?
2: This was the 23rd of July, I believe.
1: Oh. Yeah. Okay, then.
0: Yeah. So this has been going on some time. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Alright, well let me go through these notes then and see what exactly has already happened. Okay. Let's see here. Let's see, car. Let's see. Okay. So the car was completely totaled out. It's no longer drivable.
2: It, it was it's drivable. I don't know why they totaled it, a lot, but I'm not the um, I'm not the claims adjuster. I just know I went to I, I dropped it off at the the auto body shop. Allstate came out, took a look at it, said it was totaled, sent them the information, and uh, now I'm just waiting for. They're just waiting for the letter of guarantee, so Allstate could cut them a check. So.
1: read through
0: this. So you have Allstate as your insurance holder. Allstate is or, the... Allstate I have State is fair,
2: the, fair, fair insurance. I have fair. Allstate is the insurance company of the person who <laughs> reended ended me.
1: Oh. Oh, all right. All right. All right. All right. Understood.
2: Okay, and you filed an insurance claim? Yeah, I I did all that already. Um I'm, I'm at the point. Uh-huh. All all I need is, is to fare is for Fair to send over the documentate, the letter of guarantee to all states so they could cut them a check. And Okay, I'm
1: just asking mm-hmm. oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm on I'm only asking just to go through the steps just to make sure that we have everything um, that we're supposed to have um, as far as the insurance goes. Mm-hmm. Um, you did email that um, insurance claim documentation to
2: support at fair.com. I sent it to fair.com, the, the service at fair.com. I did the docu sign. So you, you got the third party authorization already. I was already, I was on the phone with an all State Rep and fear last week and they just needed to send Fear just needs to send them a letter of guarantee and they haven't sent it. Okay, let me see.
1: I'm just looking through here just to make sure we have everything. Hmm. <laughs> I see an off state claim here. You see. You sent in your insurance claim information?
2: Yeah, I sent everything in. I, I, as soon as the accident occurred, I contacted Fair, I contacted Uber. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right, but let me see what we
1: need to go to. And you sent in the total loss date and the odometer reading?
2: Yeah, I sent everything that I was supposed to send in to, to FAIR and to Allstate. Allstate has already accepted responsibility for the accident. They're waiting to pay off the vehicle. They just need the letter of guarantee.
1: All right. All right. So how about this? Uh, Mr. Derek, do you mind if I take you on a brief two to three minute hold?
2: Sure, go ahead. Just for me
1: to look and see exactly what we need to do from here. If I need to get you to a different department or if um, if maybe that's not... Um, if maybe I don't need to do that, okay?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, thank you. All right,
2: thank you. Oh, man. So this was... This was quite the, um, the adventure. It, it was like one, one instance after another, one challenge to overcome. Um, and, you know, things happen. Cars break down and things happen in your life. And sometimes you, you know, you question God. Like, hey, what did I do, man? Like, what's, what's up, yo? And, and, it, and it's not that you did something. You know, and maybe asking, maybe I was asking the wrong questions, like, what's wrong? Is something wrong with me? Did I? And you can pride and ego and shame and guilt. Um, they can they can wrestle you, knock you out. And, you know, you, you, you're just like, well, what is going on? What's happening? You know, and it's, it's legitimate questions that you have. And sometimes it's just, yo, a vehicle breaks down you have a call it's it's a part it's going to happen these things happen how you how we respond to them is different you know and it's nice you know afterwards talking about it and now it's like what do you do while you're in the middle of it and so this this was all in 2019 and you come back around and I'm thinking about like what am I going to do um I, do I still believe in the, uh, the podcast I absolutely believe in the podcast um I absolutely believe in the power of the human spirit to overcome adversity you know challenges and it's it's specifically like just ordinary people um who are just out there doing it that is empowering to me and that's what that's why I do what I do, because I believe in those stories. I believe in those those people. Um, sometimes you're just doing, um, you know, you think about what I'm doing, the actual task that you're doing. You know, everybody does a, a specific thing, you know, that they do. Whether it's, you know, the, you have everybody makes a car. Not everybody makes a car. But you have different car manufacturers and different brands appeal to to different people, you know, but it's their why, and some companies' why you really can kind of like tap into. And if I'm just thinking about the activities, the tasks behind what I do, you know, the recording and getting a guest on and booking a guest and editing the shows and talking through a microphone and writing show notes and promoting the episode, all that—that's the—that's what you do. That's the everybody who does a show does something similar, or they have someone doing that particular thing. That's, that's the what. And so that's a list, yeah. But when I think about the the why, you know, and, and the difference that it's going to make in someone's life, the stories that you get to share, whether it's a, a CEO or a founder, um, an entrepreneur who's starting a business in the middle of a pandemic, that says something about the the individual. It gives people hope. Like seeing, hearing that, that that uh, an artist or a, a an entertainer is doing something that's great it's on they're on a different level um and it's not that i don't i am just not i've never been like enamored with oh man it's just awesome she's just amazing you know uh, its it's cool it's nice like when I think about uh th- this thing with pride and and how pride impacts us right so i'm I'm coming across this thing because i i wanted to see how pride was working in my life and how it was impacting this situation and and how it just how i just deal with it and you you can miss out on relationships because of your pride um you can miss out on stuff because you don't want to ask for for help and and i'm, I'm talking to my sisters you know we're going back and forth and i'm like yo listen you know this is this is the situation you know i I'm I'm trying to be pragmatic and, and and talking about it, but it's your pride and saying, yo, I, I, like the call was out. The call was out. And then you have people, um, you know, God puts people in your life for different reasons, you know, and you have people that, that a dear friend, um, she, you know, she helped out financially, Nancy, shout out to Nancy and, um, and Yvonne, my sister. Um, because I was, I would have let pride, say, well, I can't, you know, I, I remember, and, um, but this memory was important. And so not to be able to talk about, you know, you not being in a position to, to do something, but what can you give, you know, that doesn't cost you anything. It doesn't cost you anything to give of yourself, you know, to share your story, um, and to just, say, this is what it is, man. This is this is who I am. This is a part of who I am. Um, and being able to to share that and say, yo, this is, I'm not perfect. You know, I was talking to a um, a brother, you know, who went down to Miami and he's helping out his his father's uh, his father passed and he took over the business. And you know, in, in the story, he's telling me about his dad. And he said his dad was a man. Not to like justify what his you know, dad did, but we're men and you're imperfect. And some people expect perfection. Sometimes you can put this, this same perfection on you, you know, on, on ourselves. And I think about like pride, it, it drove um, Lance Armstrong to, to be, to excel. And then it, you know, there's, there's two sides of pride. There's the authentic side and then there's, you know, the hubristic part. And, uh, you got tapped into that and then you just kind of go off the rails and the same thing happened. You know, I think about my own self, my own life and how, when, you know, you, you're, you're excelling, you're doing something and then you lose track of your why, what got you started in the first place, you know, and staying connected to your why, you know, it's like a, it's a guidepost. You know, it's it's like a, you know, you, you're out there and you see the light tower and, and it, oh, that's where I need to be headed in that direction. But you, when you lose sight of it, then it's like you're just out there just going, going, going. And it's like, what are you going for? What are you, what are you trying to accomplish? Are you sharing your why with people? You know, why are you doing the thing that you do? Why are you, you, you think it's important to share these stories of ordinary people? Why? Why? Because it it gives people hope, you know. You're inspiring someone else's life. Like I can read a post from someone and connect with it. I'm like, yo, what 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 drove you to do that? You know, somebody talking about fear and and and, and just hearing them. Um, just you remember that time when you thought about doing this and you, and you figured you might not have been able to overcome, and then you did. You know. That that encourages someone to say, you know what, maybe I'm I, I'm not I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give up. I'm you know go back to the drawing board. Um, I'll rethink what it is I'm I'm doing, and then and then I'll come back at it. You know, and you sharing your story has the power to to impact someone's life. You not and me being selfish, and not even so much being selfish, or just dealing with life. And just like not sharing it because of shame, because of fear, the embarrassment, the 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 guilt, the the there's stuff that happens and, and it's not it's how we then start reshaping or reframing failure or or not a, a success. And it's not a, a zero-sum game. it's a lesson you learn from the lesson. Oh. You're building resilience It's not just I wanted to do this thing This thing didn't happen You set out It said that you were going to do it It didn't happen And then you, you You might have in the back of your head And you're playing a game that oh, man. People are laughing at you and People might not even be thinking about you You know But it's all in my head and I'm like yo What is going on um, So It's from Jerry So let me This is the most recent one as it relates to, uh, to fear. And this post got me started thinking about this. And I, and, um, I was like, yo, what, what prompted this? So, but, but before I get to her, um, her explanation, I got to read this post to you. She says, remember that time that you failed and it hurt so bad that it almost broke you? Okay, you, you, you got my attention. Then you told yourself that comforting lie to take the pain away, normalizing the experience and explain away the painful result. Like, yo, somebody gave her my, my journal? I don't even keep a journal. So how she get my head? Then years later, the only thing that you remember is the lie that you told yourself. It becomes your truth. It becomes the foundation that you base yourself upon. Damn. She goes on. I've made it my mission to dismantle those lies at their foundation by purposely doing the very thing that created it by addressing the fear that started it all and overcoming the challenge. The lie falls away because it doesn't serve me anymore. That is how I make room for success in my life. I remove those lies, those fear based stories. It's up to us to change our own narratives. And she's been dealing with this, um, this issue of fear, and I'm like, yo, that is powerful. So I said, yo, so how did you, you know, how how did you get to this point? So she put me in con She mentioned um, a photographer. So I reached out to the photographer. You know, it, it's just funny how these these things go. We had a conversation today, but you're not in this thing alone. You know, you're you're not. Jer- Jerry is a is is a mom. She's been a, uh, a a guest on the show. She's an accomplished triathlete. Um, she just went back, you know, to school, three kids, got a master's, you know, she's doing, she's, everybody, you, you are not alone in this, uh, this, this thing that we call life. As long as you're here, you know, you're like, you're isolated and you get yourself off into yourself. And, um, rewrite your script we have the power to do that so that's why i do what i do thank you guys so much for tuning in i certainly do appreciate you all and uh peace we out of here